You're now listening to Cinco Squad. Hey everyone, Jonathan here with the rotation with Cinco Squad with my pal here, Mike DeSanto, in person for the first time. Of course, we're doing two live shows. Why not do it remotely? Um, Mike, how's it going this evening? You know, it's going all right. Uh, coming to the close of my trip to Florida, and it's been a great time. We had the live show at Maloney's for the NFL draft yes. on Thursday. We got this tonight. In between, we've been chilling, hanging out, having good food you know, hanging out with good people. And so, you know, it's been a really fun time so far. So I'm excited to uh, close out the trip with uh, the rotation tonight. Yes, sir. We missed last week. Unfortunately, I was on vacation and was not able to get away to do so. But, you know, it's, it's good to have a little two-week break, but we can't wait to be back. Actually, we Mike and I attended the Marlins and Cubs today, Mike. Yeah. Um, Mike's first time at Lone Depot, my fourth time. Mike, what was your thoughts on the park and the atmosphere as it was? So, I mean, there's always talk of, like, you know, the experience right. probably isn't good with teams that typically aren't very good. Like, the Marlins have struggled at times, but roster, you know, although mm-hmm. they do have a good team this year, I think. Very good. But Lone Depot Park is amazing. It's well put together. Mm-hmm. It's a good atmosphere, a very fan-friendly atmosphere, a lot of fun things going on, a lot of energy. It was Weird because I'm so used to Yankee Stadium, which is an outdoor ballpark. This is a roofed indoor ballpark. Mm -hmm. The glass was shut. They can't open them. I talked about that, but it wasn't open today because of inclement weather. Yeah. Um, Better, better, better show. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, it was a good idea. But, you know, I I loved it. I loved taking a walk around the park before the game. Um, The atmosphere during play was also really fun. So, So, yeah, I would give it, if I had to rate it out of 10, I would give it. Probably at least an eight, an eight out of ten. It was a yeah. fun, fun, it was a fun time. It was a good time. Well, as you can see, I did my review a couple of weeks ago at at a Lone Depot Park, mm-hmm. and it is a great atmosphere. Mike and I sat about ten rows off home plate. Really great seats. Thirty six bucks, can't beat it. No. Um, I know we said on our socials we do our review. I felt like why not do the review now because <laughs> we're we're doing the rotation tonight. Throw that in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a great game. Four three. Uh, Marlins won in. The eighth inning off of Arise's long fly out that scored the runner from third. Um, that is a sweep by them. So they they take that series against the Cubs. But man, speaking about a series that you know we're, that's losing lately, mm-hmm. um, what the heck is up with our Yankees, bud? I mean, you know, ultimately, you know, the Yankees have squandered their great series wins with three consecutive losses. In, in series so you know it's it's been it's been very tough to watch as a Yankee fan but I think the biggest thing is their injuries mm-hmm. they can't stay healthy no nope. and is this going to be the course of what's going to come the rest of the season I really hope not I, I mean I, what I've been saying has been like obviously we can't stop them from getting hurt so I've just kind of been trying to stay you know glass half full mm-hmm. type of mentality with like okay if they always everybody on the team for the Yankees always seems to have, you know, some injury at mm-hmm. some point during the year. So if they want to get it out of the way now so mm-hmm. that they can be ready for the summer and then into the playoffs, that's great. But it's tough to win games yeah. and tough to win series when you're playing with the bench and the AAA team. Yeah, I mean, most of our AAA guys are top guys, top studs. So, I mean, you know, you can definitely um, see that. And Mike is just dropping everything because he's so <laughs> mad. Um, but, mad. you know, definitely um, – 
uh, it's been struggle um, and whatnot. So, you know, I think that's definitely been the key thing is seeing these injuries now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's, you know, for of course, obviously our captain is hurt here yeah. um, and, and whatnot. So, um, you know, ultimately the thing that scares me the most is our pitchers. Our pitchers um, are going to have to realistically, you know, step it up. You yeah. know, and and the bullpen's been horrible. Uh, bats have been slow. We lost fifteen to two today. Um, but ultimately, you know, the Yankees should come alive here in May. It's first month of baseball is over. Um, so thank, thankful, thankfully on that. Um, been a great month of baseball. Been very. Uh, it won't go to our first first take here today. Yeah. Um, the, there has been so much in my first take of the day. So if everyone, if you're just joining us here on our show, what we do is we come here every Sunday, do five takes each on what's going on in baseball that week. Um, and what we think are, you know, are good topics all around the league. Right. Um, when it comes down to it, my first take mm-hmm. of it is the same thing we have during single squad every single, every single Thursday. We talk about it every, with every other sport and it's going into baseball. The parody of baseball is there. Look at all the teams there. I mean, we have the Pittsburgh Pirates, 20-9, and leading the NL uh, NL Central. You have the Diamondbacks, tied for first, leading the NL West. And then you go over, you got Twins, who we're supposed to. Now you got the Rangers leading the AL West. And the Rays are 23-6 and with Baltimore in second. You know, what are your thoughts on that? So, yeah, I think it's it's definitely a big – the gap between the good teams and the bad teams mm-hmm. this year has definitely closed. And I think it's right. because there were some teams, mainly the one that comes to mind for me is the Texas Rangers right. that just, you know, made the moves they needed to make. Weren't right. afraid to spend the money. Mm-hmm. Went and got Jacob DeGrom. Last year they went and got Mark. They last couple of years, they've gone to get Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. Mm-hmm. They got Nathan Evaldi to shore up that rotation. Right. They have, uh, you know, a whole bunch of, and then they developed a bunch of guys. Adelise Garcia. Who was a castaway from, I believe, the uh, the Dodgers, and he's become a very good outfielder, a very good power hitting outfielder. Mm-hmm. So they've got a mix of guys they've developed. They went and filled up the the spots they needed to in free agency or through trades, things like that. Um, and these other teams, they're not af- being as afraid to make moves anymore. Mm-hmm. The development of prospects, I think, is getting better across the board. The the willingness, like I said, to spend and to really get the guys you need and really break down and hone in on the scouting of what you need. Well, you know, not only that, I think teams are also building up their farm system Mm -hmm. and allowing them to build. And, you know, one of the things that I've said about the Yankees that if you're ready to play, play. Right. I I hate all the bullshit with baseball. They want to be more up to date with things. Well, all the top prospects in every other sport are getting played. Maddie Beneers right now is playing in a conference final game at his rookie year. Right. Normally, I mean, if you want to say hockey is similar to baseball when it comes to AHL, yeah, he should be in the AHL developing then. If this was baseball, right. the Maddie Beneers wouldn't have had almost 50 goals this year. Right. For, for Seattle Kraken here. So, um, not conference final. I'm saying game seven of the Western, uh, Western Conference playoffs yeah. um, against the Avalanche. But I mean, when I when I look at it, I feel like baseball is still a little bit behind on things. 
I, I got to say, though, the pace of the game has been great. I've oh, went fantastic. to three games already this season, and it has looked awesome. Mike and I went today to a noon game, and the noon game, you know, we were done by 2.30 back here cooking dinner and everything. So it was great. We were able to not waste away a whole day at the, at the ballpark. So, Mike, what is your first takeaway? Give me one second. Go ahead and say what it is. Thank you. Actually, my first takeaway kind of goes along with what that was, which was the Pirates finally seem willing to let the team be what it's going to be. They've let yeah. their guy, they've let their prospects develop and play at that major league level. Actually, their team, I would say, is one of the best examples of what you said, which is just bringing the young guys up and seeing what they've got. Yeah. Like Key Brian Hayes is one of the yeah. best young infielders in the league, and That's they're true. riding the, the wave of his continual development. He's gotten better every yeah. year. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they got guys like Brian Reynolds, who I believe was their prospect from the game. I believe they drafted him and he's developed and they just signed him to a big extension after talking about trading him. And I think that's what really keyed into me the last week or two was that they signed Brian Reynolds to that extension. Yeah. Instead of trading him, they're like, you know what? No, we're committed to having you as our starting center fielder for the future. It's an eight year extension. So it, we're not going to trade you. We're going to pay you what yeah. you're worth because you know, we ha- think we have a chance to really develop into a good team. And it's working out. They're 20 and 9. Yeah. If I told well. you at the beginning of the season that the Pittsburgh Pirates were going to lead the division no. NL Central at 20 and 9 near the end of April, no. I guarantee you, you would have laughed in my face. No, I would, I, would, I, I would have laughed in your face because ultimately I don't think that the um, Pirates are that good of a team. And, you know, it's sad because, you know, I'm tired of seeing teams be at the bottom of the league with mm-hmm. baseball when it yeah. comes down to it. Um, and, and I like to see competitive games. I don't like seeing 15 to two. I don't like, I like seeing what we saw today, four to three games that were really, it was interesting the whole way from inning one to all, all the way to inning nine, uh, having cool entrances for your, for your, your, uh, your closers or your starters yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, it's just nice to see that type of, uh, fandom ship. But for me, um, I agree with you. I mean, it's nice to see the Pittsburgh Pirates up and running. I mean, um, hopefully they can sustain us. This is the biggest thing we talk about with baseball. Baseball always uh, – there's always teams that start off really, really hot, mm-hmm. and then May comes and they hit the May slumps. Oh, yeah. And then they can't get back up, and then all of a sudden, boom. You know, the teams that's supposed to win the division are now at the top. I mean, right. if you would have told me at the beginning of the year with the lineup the Yankees have, would they be at the bottom behind Boston? No, I wouldn't I wouldn't. I wouldn't no, have I wouldn't said that. It. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I I can I can see that the Pittsburgh Pirates are definitely playing a lot of um, great baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I, I have to give it to them. One of my takes is the the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, they are dominant right now, mm-hmm. from bullpen to starters to hitting to uh, utility guys. They are they are playing great baseball right now. And I said this in the beginning. I know a lot of people are probably like. Oh, I remember you saying that they were playing. We're playing such good teams. I got to give it to them. They are playing good baseball. They are twenty-three and six. Yes, they lost their first series to uh, Toronto here after they went undefeated. Um, but they're playing good ball. You know, fourteen-two at home, nine and four in the world, plus one hundred three differential run differential. So um, you know, seven and three in their last ten. You know, I got to hand it to them and. Kudos to them because yeah. now they're opening up the second deck, which they haven't done since 2018. And it's really cool to see that, that, that fandom ship, especially be, living there uh, for, for the first four years and moving down to Florida. Right. It was nice to see them actually 
show that appreciation and like open up and they're starting to really get a lot of crowds to these games. So that was, that was really cool to see. Yeah, deservedly. So I think, you know, they do definitely deserve the credit, you know, they've earned so far 23 and six is no, at the end Mm -hmm. of April is, you know, no slouch of a record. They've played good ball. They've proven that everybody was wrong when they said that they were going to have trouble scoring. And obviously, you know, only ball given up 92 runs. That's not unexpected for a raised team. Their pitching staff is usually what carries them, but the bats have been hot. And they've they've had one through nine and on the bench and guys they've brought in and stuff like that mm-hmm. that have hit really well, you know, and, and good competition or not, you know, having lost some series now and stuff like that, they're still seven and three in their last 10, yeah. which is it's hard to do in baseball. And like I say, it's a long season. So we'll see if they can keep it up. But, yeah, definitely a credit to the Rays for the start they've gotten off. To. 100%. What's your second take there? My second take. Or third, I think, right? No, this would be second. Second. My second was second. the Rays. Yes. Your second was the Rays. Kind of flip, kind of flip the script a little bit on it. What the hell happened to the Chicago White Sox? Um, they lost Jose Abreu. That shouldn't make that big of a difference. <laughs> I mean, apparently it does. I mean, yeah. you know, when you, I mean, managing, um, you know, obviously, you know, like we said every single week that we do this. It's only one month. Right. You know, there's five more months of the season, right? So it's a right. long freaking season. Right. We're only 29 games into the, into the MLB year. But, yeah, I don't see the White Sox getting any better. I see this continuing yeah. throughout the rest of the year. Um, their starting rotation has been very weak, um, have not been able to get the bats going. Right. Um, and it's unfortunate. And, you know, is Jose Abreu right? Um, are they kind of like a you know a dumpster fire in this right. sense, where, like where they just pretty much are not not capable right. of sustaining a good uh, uh, franchise right now, right? You know, and, and unfortunately, you know, the, the their their uh, crosstown rival there, the Cubbies, aren't doing any better either today. We watched them play today, and you know, Justin Healing, uh, you know, he had a good game. But he was coming in that game 4-0, 1.19 ERA. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I would have thought we would have seen a better pitching out, out, outing from him. But, yeah, I mean, I don't see the White Sox getting any better. Yeah, it's just like you just remember two years ago coming out of, you know, the pandemic season, fans getting back in the seats. The White Sox made all these moves and were continuing to build right. a, a strong franchise. They're like, okay, the White Sox are, are poised to, you know, possibly control with the fact that the Tigers fell off. The Guardians were kind of middle of the road where they weren't able to pay, they weren't you know able to pay all their pitchers so they weren't keeping a full mm-hmm. the full pitching staff like okay this is the time that the White Sox will take over the Central they can handle the Central for the next five six years and then just I don't know they fell off a cliff and yeah losing Jose Abreu but you go and you pay you know a five I believe it was a five year seventy five million dollar deal to Andrew Benintendi steal him away from our Yankees and he hasn't been able to do too too much to help them win games. I mean, realistically, I don't think they, I don't think the Yankees were in on Benintendi that much, but it would have been nice to have him now. Yeah. No, I mean, especially now. Yeah. But what, what astounds me is that this White Sox team that had so many, you know, highly touted pitchers, giving up 183 runs in a month is very bad. Yes. Being one in nine in your last 10 games is very bad. I just, I, it is not like I didn't think the White Sox were going to be, you know, gangbusters winning 100 games this year. But yeah. I did not expect it. only eight wins to start the year. I mean, it just it doesn't seem like there's any end to losing in sight for them. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that, that's a great take, Mike. I mean, ultimately, we, we when you look at it, we, we just got to see the White Sox for what they are. Mm-hmm. They're not going to be a, a top team this year. They're not – unless they go ahead and get it themselves a starting rotation. They got their guy back um, that had cancer, and it's awesome that he beat Liam, cancer. Liam Hendricks. Yeah. Liam Hendricks. That's it's awesome. awesome to see him back. Um, and hopefully that motivates them because, you know, if, if, if that guy can beat something as, as, as terrible as cancer and, and come back and dominate, hopefully that can spark them. Yeah. Um, and whatnot, but yeah. And shout out to Liam Hendricks, you know, that's, that's huge. That's bigger than baseball, you know, definitely, um, love seeing that, um, hats off to him, um, and and beating cancer and, and fighting for it and, you know, I know all of us have been affected by that, so that's really awesome to hear. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no, uh, it's beyond the game, you know, you never right. lo- like to hear things like that, and you love to hear when they, you know, fight and win. Right. And, and so, yeah, my, absolutely hearts out. I'm ha- so happy for Liam. I'm so happy for him. Definitely, definitely. My third take yes. is these injuries, and I think I touched on it here earlier with Mr. Judge and the Yankees having a bunch of injuries, but it's not just the Yankees. It's across all bat- baseball, just mm-hmm. to read you off some of the day. Harper may return here in 160-day post by TJ uh, for Tommy John surgery, post-Tommy John surgery. Mm-hmm. Rangers ace DeGrom goes down with an injury this weekend. Frustrated. Uh, the Twins will shut down Mail Molly. Tyler. Tyler Maley. Yeah. Maley. Down for at least four weeks. You know, and then you got Yazer, Yastrzemski? Yastrzemski, Mike Yastrzemski, yeah. Likely IL bound, you know. And then they're going to reevaluate Judge here in a few weeks, or on Monday, actually, for the hip strain. What is going on with baseball players that they're getting hurt so easily and so frequently? It just seems like... So we keep putting this big thing on athletes being so much stronger, faster, better. Are they too stronger, faster, and better for their own bodies? You know, I really don't. It's frustrating. I, no, it absolutely is frustrating. Because I see a guy like John Carlos Stan, who's in incredible shape. Oh, my God. And he's always on the IL. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? I, you know, the guy works out probably seven days a week, eats right, does everything he can, and then basically, you know, you know, ultimately, you know, is on the IL most of the year. Right. You know, so what is going on? I, you know, I, I wish I had an answer for that because I would let the MLB know what the, if I knew what the problem was. I can't, I can't understand what the problem is. And actually, I will say my third one, we'll just tie my third one because that was the big stars are dropping. There are big stars dropping like flies. So we're the same one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Is it? I think maybe is it part of, of what you said in the past, what we've talked about in the past about spring training being too long. They're doing too much during spring training, or could it be that in a combination with, or outside of the fact that what are these guys doing in the off season? Are yeah. they getting their, are they really getting their, they obviously all of them are going to say they're getting their bodies ready for the season, but are they really getting their bodies ready for the season? What, I mean, that would be, that would be something I would look, look at is both, preparation for the season during spring training and then preparation in the off season when there aren't team mandated things going on. So yeah. kind of, is it a team thing or is it a personal thing or is it both? Yeah. But whatever it is, the league itself in its entirety, all of its organizations in front office and all that need to figure this out because yeah. you want to bring in new 
fans. You want to bring in the younger fan, the younger crowd yeah. that will be fans for a long time, and they want excitement. That's why you put all these new rules. In. That's why you're really focusing on increasing steals right. and less time between pitches and all those kinds of things that have all seemed to work yeah. to make the game more exciting and, like we said earlier, shorter like we saw today. Right. But you also need to have your big stars, your big names playing in these more exciting games. Yeah, I mean, you ultimately, names people care about. I mean, people go to the ballpark to watch Aaron Judge. Right. Not, you know, unfortunately, you know, some of these, you know, uh, Frankie Cordero. Like, I would love to go see Frankie Cordero, but yeah. the rival fan, Willie Calhoun, we don't want to go see them. They want to see right. Aaron Judge in the stand right. or in the field. Um, and unfortunately, I think his was just a mild hip sprain, and I don't think – I think he'll be back here next weekend, but – um, you're right. I, it's just frustrating to me to see all these guys. And I don't know if it's that they're not working in the off season. It's what is, how are they getting hurt so easily? And are, are they really hurt? That's our teams just shutting them down to not wear and tear. It's hundred. We say this all the time. It's 162 games mm-hmm. is a way to put them on IIL and say, Oh yeah, you have a soreness in your arm. Yeah. Just say, so just, say just say you're hurt. Like our team's right. doing that. And it feels like it's happening more and more because it's frustrating to me. When it's allowed, yeah. If it's if it's being allowed by the league, why? Would, from a business perspective and a championship contending perspective, if you feel like you can get by for a while without them, I guess looking at kind of devil's advocate way, yeah. Why wouldn't you? You know? Yeah. I mean, ultimately, yeah, we'll see what happens here for the rest of the season. Uh, hopefully, that we see more uh, of these stars on the field because, yeah. like tonight, today it was great going to see Danzy Swanson, Cody Bellinger, yeah, Jorge Soler. Uh, Chaz Chisholm Jr., um, all those guys out there on the field competing um, at a high level. It was nice to see that um, and, and and whatnot. But yep, I agree. I totally agree. So that was our third take. Or so, so, so I mixed my third one in there. So with go with your fourth. My fourth is the Mexico, Mexico City game. Are we going to see a team in Mexico City? Because there was a huge fan base at this. And I, I was reading earlier today. I have it right up in front of me. The, mm-hmm. uh, the Eric Gomez, Mexico writer uh, for ESPN, uh, talk reading about the is it a fair question to say will there be a team in in Mexico City? Do you feel like after this weekend's game, I felt like there was a lot of a lot of good baseball. Uh, the crowd was into it; they were excited um, and everything. Will MLB give Mexico a opportunity to have a team in, in in Mexico City? You know, honestly, I if you had asked me this before the season started, right? Mm-hmm. I may have been partial to the idea that the A's would move there. I'm going to be surprised. But now that they've bought the land in Vegas yeah. to build the ballpark, it looks like they're headed to Vegas. Well, there's only 30 teams, right? Right. So they would, it would expand. So, so they would have to go to two, 32 teams. They would have to probably go to 32, in which case I would guess if you would go to Mexico City, you probably also go to Portland because you put someone, you put like a regional rival for Seattle. Plus, Portland's got a long history with like independent baseball. Yeah, there's a there's a really good um, documentary about that, by the way, on Netflix. I would suggest it's Kurt Russell's dad started a, started a team out there. What's it's, it called? It's called the Battered Bastards of Baseball. The Battered Bastards of Baseball on yeah. Netflix. On Netflix, go check that out. It's very good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, given the crowd, given the excitement, given you know the amount of home runs, they hit eleven home runs in that game. That's what you were saying. That the if you don't know, I mean, Mike was mentioning during the game when we were watching it yeah. that Mexico City sits two thousand feet, roughly two thousand feet higher above, above sea, sea level, level than, than Colorado. Than Colorado, 
which is incredible because Colorado, the ball fly. The, oh, if, yeah. if you've ever seen Coors Field in, in, in Denver, uh, the field is long. Like it's pretty, it's like 380 to the right and left, mm-hmm. but the ball fall, uh, it goes farther in that stadium. Mm-hmm. That's basically what we're saying is in this stadium, it flew a lot farther and teams were hitting the ball like it was nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it will. I don't yeah. think it, I mean, the, the people love, um, you know, Love baseball down in Mexico City. They you mm-hmm. should see the fandom ship. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to get a football team down there. Right. Um, I think once an NFL team will go there, then Manfred will say yes. I don't I don't think baseball is gonna be the the first one because they're so old school yeah. in their rules I and everything. That. It has to be a for the other professional teams, whether it's NBA, NFL, it's gotta be one of those two major leagues. But I would, I would. Why not? They have great fanship. Any of the games you see on TV, they're they're hyped. They're excited. Even for the other teams, they're like, even if it's another team, they're like, ah, oh, let's go. Like yeah. they're screaming their heads off, and it's a great atmosphere. Yeah. And you know, why wouldn't you want to give them a, a, an MLB team and have them go down there and have that? But you know, and ultimately, you know, you know, we'll see. But it was fun to watch. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, it was fun to watch. I'm always against. The out of country games, right? Um, not because it's like USA versus all. It's more or less. It's just you know, I I think it takes away if I'm a season ticket holder for let's say football, and you take away there's only eight home games, or now eight or nine home games. Right. I get one of my home games take away, right? So like now right. I'm losing another one. If they have two away games, now I get two of them gone. So now I'm paying for a full season tickets. And I'm thinking about a business standpoint, yeah, right? Yeah, As a yeah, business yeah. standpoint, yeah. with a baseball, you got 81 home games. You play one in Mexico City, it's not going to hurt you. You get 80, right? But still, like, as a business standpoint, they probably want to keep most of the games in in the season tickets because that's what drives the team is, is the fans and, and everything like right. that. So um, definitely hope it's, it's, it's up for discussion yeah, yeah. and not just a squandered no because I hear it says right here, it's an MLB answer for – now is resolute no, Commissioner Rob Manfred said Monday during a meeting with the Associated Press sports editor right. that he has never been close to the idea of Mexico as an expansion opportunity. So it's not in, it's not in the cards right now, but like I said, I think it's going to be ultimately when um, another another major sports league will will go there. That's when they yeah. will. Yeah, I agree, and I think he on a note of that. Yeah, I think. He would say that no matter if it is or is not, simply because if it doesn't happen, he doesn't have egg on his face. If he said, if he had told the Mexico City fans, given any the Mexico City fans any hope that they would be getting a team, correct? If it weren't to happen, you know, he's kind of covering his ass. Yeah, we got some comments here. We got buckle up with the boys, uh, Drew, Billy, um, and that, those guys do a great job. I agree with you guys. The Yankees are in a slump. Yes, they are, Drew. Um, it's been it's been tough. And you're Pittsburgh. I think I think you're a Pittsburgh Pirates fan, but um, you know I think they have um, been playing well. I think you're a Pittsburgh. Fire. Correct me if I'm wrong, Drew. Here through text or whatnot, but um, they had a great show. They had a draft night show as well. Had a great time uh, as well. Um, and I, and I joked with him saying he didn't have any thunderstorms take out his his broadcast. <laughs> so if you were watching the broadcast on Thursday, uh, we had a little technical difficulties. But that's what you yeah. go with our first remote. We're, we were we were production guys and everything. But thank you for everyone yes. for yes. Um, um, tuning in and everything. Yes. Anthony, your cousin, faithful, Mr. Faithful. Yes. Um, congratulations on last night. What a success. 
Uh, thank you, Anthony. Thank Appreciate you. you, all your support and everything you do. Um, Mikey Mike, what is your fourth take of the week? My fourth take of the week is, so far, the Baltimore Orioles are proving to the rest of the league that last year was not a fluke, that they are actually a now developed and possibly over that that bad team slump yeah. hill. You know, 19-9, and nine, they've been playing really well. they got great players, Ryan. I've, I've been saying – for the last two, three years, Ryan Mountcastle, their first baseman, yes. is going to be a very good player for a while in this league. He can hit for average. He plays good defense at first. He hits for certainly hits for power. They got Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes. Adley Rutschman is going to be he, – he's the new yeah. Buster Posey yeah. is, is what he's turning out to be. Is that just – he's got a good glove, good bat, all that. So is Baltimore winning the East? No, not yet. <laughs> now, I'm – Given, I think I'm still have again glass half full here. I still have faith in the fact that the Yankees can turn it around and, and play better. I agree. They're too good. They have too much talent on the team to not make some noise and get themselves back Agreed. up. Agreed. Toronto, they're, I think they're going to be real dangerous. Three headed the monster. Goes, oh yeah, yeah. Tampa. Can so close the game, can pitch to start a game, it can hit. Yeah, the only thing I think standing in the way of Baltimore being a playoff team this year is just the division they play in. Yeah, exactly. I, but if they played in any other division, I think they were they'd be leading it. Which they'd win the central. Well, right now, right now, looking looking at it, I mean, right yeah. now they lead three quarters of the league or half right. the league right now. Exactly. It's just the division they play in, but yeah. I'm very excited as, as someone with you know Orioles fans in the family who are very, finally very excited again about their team and about their players. It's nice to hear. I don't really look at the – I mean, obviously they play in the Yankees division. I don't really look at the Royals as like a, a rival. Like, yeah. I want to beat them, obviously, but, yeah. like, I don't hate them. Yeah. I don't, like – I don't want to, you know, I don't yeah. hope they don't succeed otherwise. So, I think it's nice for Baltimore to have a team to root for again, you know. Feeling like starting to feel like it's back in the '90s with like Brady Anderson, Cal Ripken Jr., and 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 mid 2000s Miguel Tejada, Vlad Guerrero. So I'm excited for to see what this young Baltimore team can do. Yeah, I mean, I I, I see that they got uh, what's my call it the first round pick of last year. Forget his name. Oh, uh, Jackson Holiday. Jackson Holiday. Matt so, Holiday's son. Uh, he's in the minors right now, coming on up, and hopefully he can see some pro time here in September. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it's 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 fun to see the parody. Um, it brings me back to the early two thousands when uh, AL East was uh, competitive with Boston and Yankee being back and forth. Mm-hmm. Then you throw Tampa and sometimes Toronto in there. Um, and then sometimes Baltimore would play. It's like right. this is where we're back to, right? Right. Uh, my fifth takeaway yes. is your fifth. Are the Marlins for real? Like, because watching them today, yeah, they got good pitching. They got some good bullpen guys. Um, you know, the one guy came in, and we both said he's going to probably give up. And I called a home he, run he today. Did too. So, crazy. Cody Bellinger was up. He threw two in the dirt, two and oh count. And all of a sudden, I looked at Mike. I said, Bellinger's going to hit a home run. And what did the guy do? Threw a, threw a duck over the middle of the plate. Not Bellinger. five seconds later. Bellinger, boom, right out of the plate, uh, right out of the park, and it was uh, pretty electric. Uh, we were going nuts. We were like, let's go! But are the Marlins for real? They got a great lineup. They have a great team. And, you know, are they for real? Like, are they competitive with the Mets and the Braves? Like, the Phillies just seem like they can't get out of their own way right now. 
but that division is all one game. Like between the Mets and the Phillies, all one game. Right. You know, Braves are out in front, right? So right. the Braves are playing great baseball. Are the Marlins for real? You know, I think the Marlins once again are going to have one of those years where they are for real until after the All Star break. When they trade people away. When they trade people away or when the other teams get people or yeah. get people back from injury. I think this Marlins team, the only thing this Marlins team su- is going to suffer from this year, I think, is lack of depth. Yes. They have really good – I love – especially seeing them play it live. Yeah. I love, like, seeing guys like Alcantara, Luis Arise pickup was great, getting Gene Segura, you know, Jazz Chisholm, guys like that. It's just – these other teams have, yeah. have a lot of guys coming out that can come out of the woodwork and get the job done. I think pitching depth is going to be tough for them. Yeah, their bullpen looks like it's always a wobbly part, and yeah. their starters can go five innings, right? I think. But I think their their bullpen, their yeah. middle guys, and then they have yeah. Puck, AJ Puck, yeah, AJ Puck in the bullpen, uh, which it was, he had a cool intro coming in. Oh, was great. Michael's <laughs> like, what happened to the lights? The lights go down. They have a good song. He comes out and runs down from the bullpen. It's pretty cool. That second game I've seen that he's done that. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely uh, interesting to see them. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm living Miami here, and you know, I'm hoping for the best for them yeah. because I think you know it'd be cool to see them succeed. Go see some playoff games, those type of things. But um, they got a deep lineup. But I think you're you're exactly right. Their depth beyond the the starting lineup, and then ultimately they're the middle guys yeah, between yeah. them are, are struggling. So what's your fifth take? So my fifth take is we kind of round off another episode of the rotation. The rotation. Very excited to be back with the rotation. Always yes, love sir. talking baseball. And first time in person. And first time in person, which which is awesome. Again, this is a great way to uh, I fly out again tomorrow morning, but I'm really excited to be able to close off my trip with um, with this. So my last one is – Kind of going back to that AL Central, um, it is going to be a AL type of night for you, huh? AL type of night for me. Um, it's going to be a long road for the Kansas City Royals. It is going to be yeah, a, they rough. are not good. Uh, and it, you know we they're obviously the Royals are always kind of one of those teams that like you know two three years they're really great. Yeah. Mm, then they lose everybody and they're really yeah. bad. But this might be – we might be hitting about rock bottom for this Royals franchise again. Now, last time we hit rock bottom, they got guys like Alex Gordon, uh, uh, Eric Hosmer, yeah. Whit Merrifield, Lorenzo Kane, and then they won a, They went to two straight World Series and won one of them. Right. So there is an upswing to this, obviously. There's peaks and valleys yeah. for every franchise. It's just right now, it just seems like... Yeah, but as are... a franchise, do you like having those peaks and valleys or do you like having kind of more consistency? Exactly. It's like, if I'm in contention every year, it's great. But if I'm, like, up and down, and, like, yeah. we saw the Detroit Tigers, like, yeah. they had, like, maybe... They said, like, 11,000 people at their game, but there could have been more than 500. Oh, well, not at all. In that afternoon game against... They counted uh, all, the, all the workers. Too. They had to like it. It just was. It's 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 bad, and you know I don't know how teams can sit here and continue to trade away guys and do that type of thing. I understand it's hurting payroll, but like, damn, like how are you not prepared for the future? How do you not plan for the future? And maybe they right. are planning for you, right? It's all a guessing game. If a player is going to come out and be great, 
Um, like I always mentioned, Moneyball, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. But he always says, you don't know. Because you don't. You don't know. No, you, don't know. you don't know who a player is going to be. Right. And you can't guess. You can have a good prediction. Like Jackson Holiday, great player, came out of Vanderbilt. No, you were high school. No, he went to high school. Yeah, he, I, think he was, I think he was committed to Vanderbilt if he didn't get selected. Where so he, he comes out of, and doesn't even go to college. And who knows? He may flop. I mean, right. with his dad's work ethic and everything, he may flop. But right. who knows? I mean, but, you know, I think that, you know, with the with the Kansas City Royals, they need to do something. They need to trade Perez. Um, yeah, 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 you're not going to win with Salvi at this point. So just Well, just let him go get it with a right. team if he wants. I don't think he wants to. Right? I, I, I think he likes being a Royal. I think he likes wants to retire Royal. I think yeah. this is his final year ultimately. Um, but, yeah, I think that's uh, you know, a good way to, uh, for him to ultimately you know, go out as, go yeah. out as champion and go to some team that needs a catcher. Right. Um, I, and whatnot. I so. Case in point to that point of uh, your point you make of like, you know, the franchise not planning for the future and not maybe fans not being happy with it. The Royals have played 13 home games so far this year. They have won one, one home win so far this year. That's if I'm crazy. a Royals fan, why would I buy tickets if I think they're going to lose? Why would I buy season tickets? Right, exactly. So, but yeah, I think it's, I have confidence that the Royals will complete that long road back at some point, but uh, I apologize on behalf of the baseball world, Kansas city fans. I apologize for the dark, the dark part of the road. Dark five years you got going on right now. So hopefully you get some draft picks. I hope so. Well, everyone, this is the week. This is week three of the rotation. Um, Total week. This is week. The first month of the baseball season complete. I'm Jonathan Sawyer. This is Mike DeSano. We are going to be here every single week. Sorry about missing last week. Um, was on vacation, couldn't get away. But we're going to be here every week going through the MLB season. Feel free to comment. Let us know what you guys think of the show. Uh, any ideas, we're happy to take on. And, you know, if anyone wants to be a guest on the show, please feel free to inquire through yes, our email. Um, it, we will put it here uh, in the bio at SinkoSquadPod at gmail.com. Love to have more baseball talk, more baseball fans come on the show. Uh, but, yeah, we'll see you guys here next week. Mike, got any final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, one month down. It's been a very – Five months to go. Five months to go. <laughs> and then the playoffs. Right, and then, right. But, yeah, uh, after the first month, this is going to get real interesting. Very interesting. I'm excited. And make sure you turn in Thursday for episode yes. 57 of Cinco Squad, uh, where the boys will be talking NBA, NHL, And, of course, MLB. Um, So make sure you tune in. We'll see you guys here next week on The Rotation.